Greetings, and welcome to the Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver. No music today. Couldn't figure out a theme for this one. So, now that the U.S. midterms are over, I thought I'd quickly take a look at what the Europeans think about the results. Of course, all the predictions were for a big victory for the Republicans, which did not materialize. How did the pundits and the pollsters get it so wrong? My own theory is that the public is so tired of being asked questions, not just about politics, but about all aspects of our life. So I think people give wrong answers or misleading answers as a way of getting even. I mean, you can't buy a product online or stay in a hotel without being asked to fill out a survey. I understand the business logic of it all, but personally, I'm fed up with being asked my opinion. And I think a lot of people are also fed up with constantly being asked for their opinion. Now, I, for one, do not see the Republicans in the House governing so much as spending their time getting even and chasing ghosts. Sometimes, I really think that the best way to describe the House of Representatives is that it's like high school with money. I actually saw Marjorie Taylor Greene conflate the immigrants coming across the U.S. border with Russians crossing the border into Ukraine. The logic escapes me, but when the lunatics are running the asylum, logic and truth have a hard time getting traction. Anyway, what do the Europeans think about the U.S. election results? The Euractive website perhaps summed it up the best, and I quote, EU and NATO officials have avoided official statements on the election results, but there were sighs of relief behind closed doors. Deutsche Welle, the German public broadcaster, their website put up an opinion piece which began with the sentence, Yes, the defenders of democracy have fared better than expected in the United States. Wow. Democrats are seen as the defenders of democracy over here. What else? So the House will be in the hands of the inmates, but the Senate, where stuff really matters, is still controlled by the Democrats, as is the White House and the Justice Department. So we keep a good thought. What else is going on? I saw this on the Euronews website. Brussels has a new think tank, MCC Brussels. Think tank, for those of you who are not familiar with the term, is geek speak for a political affairs institution that puts out policy papers, holds conferences, and tries to influence policymakers. In the case of Viktor Orban and the Hungarian government, they definitely lean right. They're like MAGA light in Europe. They hosted the Conservative Political Action Conference recently, so you know where they're coming from. The organization itself, MCC Brussels, received a huge endowment of around $1.5 billion from the Hungarian state a few years back. The chairman is also Prime Minister Viktor Orban's political advisor. But, and get this, because this is a good part, it insists it is independent from Viktor Orban's government. I love that. I bet he said that with a straight face. Its stated aim is to shake up European debate. Interestingly, its headquarters are to the west of the EU Parliament, so one could say they're on the left side of town. What else? This from the BBC. In The Hague, two Russians and a Ukrainian have been sentenced to life by a Dutch court for the downing of Malaysian Airlines flight MH17 eight years ago. The men are believed to be in Russia. 
The court concluded that the missile had been fired deliberately to bring down a plane, even if the target had been a military aircraft rather than a civilian airliner. The court found that Russia had overall control over the Donetsk People's Republic and that there was ample evidence of contact with Moscow before and after the attack. They've called for the extradition of those three men. Yeah, good luck with that. See, this is what happens when you let little boys play with deadly toys. Also from the BBC, more than a dozen powerful explosions have been recorded near a huge Russian-occupied nuclear power plant in South Ukraine since Saturday evening. The head of the UN nuclear watchdog, Rafael Grossi, made an urgent appeal for them to stop shelling near the Zaporizhia plant, Europe's biggest nuclear reactor. Yeah. That's what you want to do. Fire shells at a nuclear power plant. I mean, what's next? Platoons of men running with scissors? I personally don't want radioactive clouds floating into my neighborhood. I saw this on the Politico EU website. A Swedish prosecutor said that the damage caused to the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines were caused by, quote, gross sabotage. The prosecutor in charge said in a statement that traces of explosives on several of the foreign objects were found during the investigation on the pipelines connecting Russia and Europe under the Baltic Sea. You know, I kind of had that figured out as soon as I read about it. They don't have a suspect and say that more advanced research is being done. I think this is going to end up kind of like the Kennedy assassination. No one will ever figure out who did it. This was an interesting little item, and... This might have something to do with global warming, but Sky News reported that a walrus appeared in northern France last week, thousands of miles from its Arctic habitat. Normally, walruses, or is it walry, are found in Greenland, Russia, or Alaska. So northern France is a bit out of their way. But then again, you know, who doesn't want to spend the winter in the south of France? And given that the walrus usually lives in Alaska, even northern France is warmer than what it's used to. Here's a disturbing little item I found in Slate magazine. Multiple European governments are using advanced surveillance tools to spy on their own people, according to a damning new European Parliament report. EU member states have been using spyware on their citizens for political purposes and to cover up corruption and criminal activity. Some went even further and embedded spyware in a system deliberately designed for authoritarian rule. They're, of course, referring to software like Pegasus, which is made by the Israeli company NSO Group. Pegasus, the predominant focus of the European report, enables users to quietly siphon passwords, contact lists, calendar events, text messages, live voice calls, and other data from a target's phone. The Hungarian government, surprise, bought Pegasus in 2017 and targeted over 300 people, from lawyers and journalists to high-profile business owners, activists, and an opposition politician, according to the report. Lovely. One more thing to worry about. And here's some travel news, good news actually, about the Schengen Zone. If you're not familiar with the term Schengen Zone, it's an area comprising 26 European countries that have officially abolished all passport and other types of border control at their mutual borders. The Schengen area is essentially a visa-free travel area and takes a heck of a lot of stress and hassle out of traveling around Europe. And there's talk that soon it's going to get even bigger. Croatia is expected to join the zone in January of 2023. 
followed by Romania and Bulgaria in the near but as yet unspecified future. That's because they're not so good with their borders. So that means another country. And Croatia is going to convert to the euro as well. So right now, there are 26, soon to be 27 countries in the EU, but only 19 of them use the euro. Countries like Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, Poland, and a few others don't get to use real money. And finally, not sure if this is a major deal, but Britain's King Charles has banned foie gras from being served in all royal palaces. Ah, you know, when you're king, you gotta make those heavy decisions. Will the burdens never end? I live in the part of France that foie gras comes from. I'm not a huge fan of it, although you do get foie gras in the local food banks here. But I'm sure this is going to lead to another diplomatic incidence. Yes, another hundred years war over Britain's banning of foie gras. That's it for this week. Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. Stay warm, folks. I'm Andy Valver. And this is The Continental Drift.